I wish I knew that there was always room to grow. I wasn't, you know, as an individual, as a younger person, mm-hmm. you always think there's a ceiling and you can't get yeah. ahead of that ceiling and you yeah. can't break through. And how do you break through it? Mm-hmm. These, all these, you know, these self, you know, we're, we're our own enemies. So welcome to Vegas Circle with Pac and Chris. And today joining the circle, we did something a little different. Uh, we're actually sitting down um, inside the Vegas Auto Gallery with Mr. Nick Dosa. So welcome to the circle, brother. Thank you, thank yeah, you for inviting us, man. Thank like you for having me. <laughs> yeah, man, this is great, man. This is probably one of the, the peak of the elite car uh, <laughs> industry. And um, we've been running into you everywhere, which, which is a great thing, man. I think I ran into you this past weekend yep. at Lusso event. Yep. Um, you're a connected <clears throat> guy, man. So how did this thank all you. start, man? How, how did you actually get into exotic luxury automobile? It's, it's a lot of passion, you know, uh, yeah. it's driven by passion. Mostly mm-hmm. I was involved in the car business back in Canada where I grew up, um, you know, moved out here, big family man. So, you know, due to my mom's health, I moved out to, to Vegas, not by choice. It was a very sudden thing. Mm-hmm. Came out here and had to kind of find my way again from scratch. Uh, you know, and so one thing led to another and I realized that there was a hole in the market here very fast and you know in 08 everybody got wiped out out here and there was a lot of big dealers here and then they were all gone so the, the market had changed and we started from scratch how long have you actually been open at this particular location um because it's actually a lotus and uh so how, how does it actually work so you have two different so we have two locate we actually have two locations here in okay. vegas uh and, and working on a third um one location's across town uh, on sahara okay and then we have this location here uh, which is one warehouse, and we have another warehouse right behind us. Got it. Okay. So. Yeah. This is this is real interesting. So we were kind of talking offline. We were trying to figure out some of these are used cars, some of them are new new cars. Us being a business podcast, we look at a lot of like different legal loopholes that a lot of people would do. So, for example, do a lot of people lease these cars for business, or do a lot of people buy cash? What's their kind of like their business plan for a luxury? It's style. you can lease them. I mean, okay. a lot of people don't know that you can lease a used car, yep. uh, lease a high-end used car, for example, and use it as a marketing expense, etc. However, your accountant tells you to do. I can't give you advice course, on that, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> sure. I can definitely tell you. Yeah. Hey, there's a way. Yeah. Um, and then some people are out there that hey, they need a write-off in December. So I'll, towards December, I'll carry a lot of high-end, heavy, over six thousand pound vehicles. Got because it. just because of the business, the business side. That's a write-off. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of see like, you know, markets like Vegas seems natural for a higher and luxury environment, you know, becoming a, a, biz, or a business where you're actually selling the vehicles and servicing the vehicles and, and kind of moving away from the kind of the normal where most of them are rentals. Like, have you thought about going that route? Like ultimately would decide you to be in the, the sales and purchasing route. You know, the way I look at it is I really like to sleep well at night <laughs> and I'm a big liability guy. Um, I'm very calculated when it comes to that. For me, I'm not saying the rental business is bad. I just, it's not my appetite. It's scary to let somebody it, ride your It's You're putting car. your whole company or your whole livelihood that you've worked hard for to some degree on the line when you give the keys to somebody that you don't know yep. and say, here's the keys to this car. Yeah, you got your own insurance. Yeah, you got everything. But I mean, stuff happens and, yeah. and it goes down the line and I'm not willing to risk that. So yeah. for me, my niche is buy, sell, trade. So we do, you know, build collections of cars for customers, curate collections, all that kind of stuff. 
How do you guys actually market here? How's your strategy? Is it more of a word of mouth type of business plan or you guys do a lot of advertising or? A little bit of both actually, you know, um, a lot of advertising, yes, but our business is not just for Vegas. Sure. So we're travels, uh, you know, actually we're a worldwide company. We've done vehicles in Dubai, for example, Mm. you know, Russia, all over the country and, and the world for that matter. So yes, we do advertise, but our customers are people, these are not, these are not, you know, needs, these yeah. are, these are wants. <laughs> yeah. So do you find, uh, that people will use this as an investment in what sense? So for example, you see jewelry, you mm-hmm. see people buy gold, they'll buy whatever it is, you know, stocks and things like that. Sure. Do you find, because these cars obviously appreciate a lot of the times, depending upon what car it is, do you find that they'll buy and just sit on it? Just like with, with the economy that we're dealing with right now? Well, this is the thing and I'll go back towards COVID for a second. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's out there to some degree has been ruined from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when they're buying things and the value of things shot up so fast, yeah. it mm-hmm. was it was unbelievable what happened. Be like, oh, I got a car that I bought in 2018. You're telling me I can get $20,000 more? Well, that's never happened because yeah. as you know, in any time that you've traded a car in prior to COVID, what would happen? You had a lease, you're upside down. Yeah. Oh, you got to come up with negative equity or, you know, oh, your car's worth this and, and you, you know, it's only worth this today. Mm-hmm. So there was so much of that. Now after COVID, there was a shortage of cars, shortage of inventory, prices went up. So people are like, okay, I can make money. So they were starting to buy cars. Oh, I bought this car brand new. I'm going to yeah. go sell it for 30,000 over MSRP. Well, that was happening. Yeah, upwards of G wagons, prime example, brand Ridiculous. new, hundred seventy-five thousand. We were selling for three fifty at one point. Oh wow, three fifty. So double, double, double the price. Double. Wow. You know I mean? So that's crazy. COVID didn't only happen in our in the U.S. It happened across the world, right? Mm-hmm. So you think I'll give you a prime example? G wagon, brand new, one seventy-five. That guy goes and buys it. Comes to us, he'll sell it to us for two hundred. Let's say he picks up twenty-five. He's happy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen every day. Mm-hmm. We sell it. That person that buys it now exports it. And they're paying a fifty percent tax. So if he paid three hundred, that truck's six hundred. Brand new. What was it? One seventy five. It got crazy. So people yeah. don't understand. You know, this is a big adjustment for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people you're going to see in the market now are going to be just smoked out because they've overpaid, and it's going to happen. It's a tough, yeah. tough conversation to have. Yeah. We're having that conversation already. It's already started. Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, some people buy them as investments, and then some people buy them to drive them. Mm-hmm. Porsche 918, for example, that's an investment. A guy mm-hmm. will buy that car, he'll park it in the garage, he's not going to drive it much, that mm-hmm. car will go up. Okay. Right? Yeah. Over time. So, but certain stuff doesn't, certain stuff does. Yeah, when you kind of that's find yourself getting yeah. into that, like, niche market and you have you know obviously a very wide selection of cars it's not like a normal lamborghini dealership where they have a specific model and there's yeah. 20 of them or whatever the case may be do you find that when you're trying to market specifically are you marketing a specific vehicle to try to find that one person who may want it or are you just trying to get people in the door to kind of look at your collection and and try to go that route with us we have to have a rolling target so we're marketing every vehicle for its own merit mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and they say there's a butt for every seat mm-hmm. you know it's, it's kind of said something different but yeah. there's a butt for every seat so yeah. we're marketing that car and whoever's looking for that car or that demographic will market that demographic of person mm-hmm. and, and they're all different kinds of cars you got rolls royces mm-hmm. that's a certain kind of person you got mclaren certain kind of person ferraris and, and it's all different but in some sense they're all relative because they're all again wants so got these it. people some people are new money and they grow up with these cars on their wall 
and oh that's the car i want to have when i when i make it well they'll come buy it yeah or a guy makes a big lick and he's like oh i wanted that porsche i saw one i gotta have that got it yeah so we market and it's just kind of what tickles your fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of flip it a little. How do you get the vehicles in the first place? That's what we get into. Yeah. <laughs> how does that's that work? Yeah. That's the secret sauce. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's what we want to try to find out. So I'm trying to figure out. You got, I mean, some of the, and, and we went to the uh, Vegas Auto Show too. You saw yep. some of these special cars. You had a lot of your cars yeah, we there. Sold, we sold a, a million dollar Lamborghini right off the bat, right off, wow. off the grass. Wow. Yeah. At um, Red Vegas. Rock Country yep. Club. Yep. Yeah. That's unreal. Unexpected, man. right? We go yeah. there to just bring it out for the kids and for the parents and, you know, stuff that people don't get to see every day. Sure. Yeah. Right? They're not coming down here to look all yeah. the time. So, but that just happened. Do you find um, people want to use these for obviously videos and things like that? Because we're in Las Vegas. So they want to use these to kind of stage a lot of the times. And oh, yeah. We get, you can make money on that side of the business. People always ask us. I mean, a lot of the production companies, of and course, movie yeah. companies, they always come and ask us and, yeah. and we give it to them. Yeah. You know? It's a prime location, man, especially be right here right next to the strip if you're yeah. not in the hocus pocus they could just come in and get in and out fast exactly. which is great so raider stadium's right there t-mobile's yeah. right behind us that's, that's excellent man so when you were building this business um did you take business classes and things like that or did you kind of learn on the go or kind of learn in the car business or how did you how were you able to build this kind of entity and, and build it to where it's at now I, I have a business degree um but i'll be the first to tell you that that doesn't help me Okay. It, it didn't help. It. Yeah, honestly, uh, you know, certain things sure, but a lot of it comes from you know the way I was brought up. My mom was heavy in real estate. She was an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. East Indian woman, bringing Remax to Canada back in the '70s. Mm -hmm. So I saw a different kind of work ethic, you know, and I yeah. saw how people do business and honest business, and you keep that and it's longevity at that point. Mm -hmm. The people that are doing it fast and and doesn't work mm -hmm. so that's where i learned a lot of it it was i call it sidewalk university i used yeah. to show houses for my mom when i was 12 years old mm -hmm. you know i'd walk people from when you were 12 house. i was 12 years old my wow. dad passed away when i was uh early 12 and oh wow so to keep me busy and to keep my mind busy my mom yeah. brought me close to her and i got involved and i started working i was going to school and working mm -hmm. i didn't hang out with friends whatever yeah. you do here and there but sure and you think, yeah, you know, because like having this business where, you know, you are dealing with a really high end clientele, people are used to getting what they want, yeah. you know, selling really, you know, they're pretty wealthy a lot of times, I, I would sure. assume. Um, do you think having that background in that kind of customer service or real estate, because to me, if I'm coming to buy one of these vehicles, I would assume that I'm getting the full experience, right? Like it's not just me getting a product. I'm looking for people to cater to my needs and my whims. You know, how did you kind of develop that aspect of the business to ensure that you are exceeding that kind of customer experience? You can go anywhere and buy a car. You can go anywhere and buy a Ferrari. You can go anywhere and buy a Rolls. You can go anywhere, literally for any car. Mm -hmm. But what makes us different, yeah, we might be in the middle of the desert, but our service goes top notch. I take that extra step. I mean, my customers have my cell phone number. You call me at 4 o'clock in the morning, I'll answer. And that's the difference, right? Because as much as I can take on, I will. I mean, there's a certain point that now I'm unable to handle all my book yeah. of business. I have people that help me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and that's one thing I had to learn to do is delegate a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but having accessibility, like it's not just I want to make the sale and I'm done. It's mm -hmm. I want to make the sale. I want to keep you close. I want to, you know, help you along the way and, and repeat business referrals. Right. That's one thing that I was taught is referrals are the key. Yeah. It's it's good to get a new customer, but if you have a referral and you win that customer, that one customer's your 
advertisement. Yeah. yeah. How do you like make sure that that culture is like established with a new business, right? You know, you're building, you're growing it up and, you know, you may have that background and that's how you want to treat the customer. But, you know, when you're trying to build a business and a customer service facing business like that, you know, how do you make sure that culture permeates through everybody in, in the business? You honestly have to have a good culture in the business with the way as a leader, your attitude, Mm -hmm. your mannerisms, your expectations. And truly, everybody that works here is not my employee. They're my partners. They're my team. We are a team. We work as one unit. We help each other. It's I have a sales guy that's delivering a car. Well, another sales guy will come help him if he needs something. Oh, he forgot this yeah. over there, whatever. It's, it's not like you have to have that culture and you have to make it an easy environment. It's not stiff. Yeah, right? it has to be fun. Yeah. You don't treat people like a boss. You treat them as if, you know, you work together, which we do. Like, mm -hmm. I'm here in, in the trenches with my people working every day. I don't, it's not like, oh, I'm on lavish vacation. Yeah. Whatever. I <laughs> yeah, do that. Sure. It's, it's, yeah. You know, you have to be there working. If they see that, then, then they appreciate you and they work hard for you. Yeah. I'm not concerned about anybody here. I could literally walk away tomorrow and my people would look after people. Yeah. You, know? you build an amazing brand. And I mean, shout Thank out you. to Sonny for, for connecting us. Yeah. Man, a good guy, man. And uh, he had reached out. And, you know, when Chris and I started doing our research, you've definitely built a brand that you're 100% right. Everybody knows about it, mm -hmm. even internationally. You know, they're <laughs> looking to see what, what does he have as exclusive, this, that, and the other. So it's, it's very, very awesome to see. What do you, what do you enjoy about um, building a company in Las Vegas? You know what? It's... Before it was known as a very transient place, yep. this is becoming a big, small town, yeah. you know, <clears throat> and reputation and all that stuff. You know, it, this is home now, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to think like, you know, when you say you get chills, you like, you know, you, the actual, actual culture here, right? Yep. Before there wasn't, it was people coming to gamble, whatever. Now, you know, you go, you see kids, school, this, that, you know, the gym, you see the same faces and you start to talk to people and it's like, you know, it, it's becoming a town, right? We got the sports yeah. team that made a big difference. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, now the Raiders come to town. That makes a big difference, right? Yeah. Like, so I think the Knights and the Raiders brought it together. And as sad as it is, and, you know, you know, we'll, you know, remember everybody that happened on October 1st. Yeah, it was That horrible. changed the dynamic of Las Vegas. It did. As sad as it was, that happened, but it brought people close together. It brought That's people true. to understand what it means to, hey, Let's mm -hmm. unite and understand this. And now we look out for each other. It's yeah. a common sense of, I got that person's back. Yeah. The people yeah. that don't live here, they don't understand that. The, the strip is a different world. If you're off the strip mm -hmm. to everybody that's local, you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, you understand. I mean, it, it, as we've been building this, we're on our, going on our fourth year now. Yeah. We're about to celebrate in, in a couple of weeks. But it's amazing. Everybody knows us. And it's, it is, it's like a brotherhood, like yeah. a business brotherhood in a yeah. way. But you definitely don't want to screw somebody in a way too, because they know it at a heartbeat. You know, to be what's going on and what you're all about. You know, hundred um, percent. But yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, just shout out to our listeners, all the Raiders and all the all the Knights. They buy from from uh, from Nick. Oh, yeah. yeah, so they all they see <laughs> the it. owner of the teams buy from us. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So that's that's excellent. Uh, what's one thing that uh, that you know now that you wish you knew when you when you first started your business? Uh, one thing I know now that. I wish I knew. That's a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I have to come. Let me okay. Give me a few minutes on let's that. Let's we'll we'll switch for a little bit. That. For for business advice, what's one gem you could leave for our listeners that maybe somebody that wants to get in business for themselves? Take your time. Take your time. What do you Take mean by time. that? Build your long game. Okay. Don't don't try and make a buck fast. Okay. Go slow, and and, and nurture your client. You got to think of it as a small seed that's going to grow. 
we grew with our clients. I grew mm-hmm. with my clients. I've had people that come in here and they bought a $35,000 car. Well, that same person is buying a $350,000 car now. You know, wow. people grow. Yeah. People grow. You got to grow with your people. Mm-hmm. Right? What is the price point in here? Is it, everything is exotic. So is it, what's your specific kind of price point all the way up to what? This location here is more of the exotic, hyper exotics and supercars okay. because it's a controlled environment, air conditioned. You mm-hmm. know, in mm-hmm. Vegas, you know what that means. Yeah, one hundred percent. Summer, yeah. it's yeah. it's you know these they're not made to just sit in the sun and cook, right? For sure. Yeah. Um, the location on Sahara starts at thirty five thousand and okay. up usually, and we have some stuff that's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have something for everybody to be honest, but mm-hmm. there's no limit. I mean, yeah. we've done Bugattis, Paganis. McLaren, yeah. have you McLaren super hypercars? It's awesome. Come <laughs> eggs. I've done it all, literally. So, what's the most expensive car? Is probably your next question. Uh, the last one we did was about four and a half million. Jeez. Four and a half million. <coughs> That's crazy. One transaction, yeah. Wow. I'm not gonna ask. So I ask you. I'm gonna ask you offline who who bought that. Yeah. Are people financing yeah. these, or is it like they're just cash based, like transactions? Both. Both. Uh, yeah. Both. Yeah. But yeah, most people true. at that point, you're paying cash. Yeah. You know? Cash is in the sense of like a wire, not like cash. cash. <laughs> yeah. We've had that too. Do you feel when, now that you've built, you've established yourself, do you feel like you have to love what you do? Or do you feel like you kind of grow into that just because you're kind of building these relationships and things like that? If I didn't love what I did, yeah, I wouldn't be so excited to get here every morning. Yeah. I'm the last person to leave every day. That's awesome. Yeah. My assistant will tell you that I'm the last person to leave every yeah. day. Yeah, shout out to Brian, man. Brian, Brian's a good dude, man. We gotta get him all care of it. Brian's a good guy, but no, that's 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 a good good response for sure. Just transitioning a little bit, I know I just ran into you at Toka yeah. over the weekend. Yeah. We always ask our guests, what is your favorite restaurant in Las Vegas? My favorite restaurant? Yeah, Harlow. Harlow. Okay, Harlow. Harlow's very good. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. downtown. Harlow. Summer. I've been there. Shout a couple out to times. my boy Evo. He, he takes care of me every time I go. And okay, and and Cipriani. Okay, Those are my Cipriani. two favorites. I don't have okay. one. I have two. One steak and one Italian food. And I okay. like that both. Yeah, and the chef is excellent, too. I know yeah. she owns La Strega, too, if I'm not mistaken. She, I believe so. Yeah, she's she's excellent. Yeah, so good, good two, two great restaurants. What else are you focused on for, for this year and coming up on next year? We're going to do some more growth. Okay. I think that everybody's going through an adjustment right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as business owners, I think we're all feeling it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we're feeling it. I'll be the first to tell you. It, it's not just uh, slam dunk anymore. It's people got to put their work boots back on and go to work yeah. and, and see how things are changing because, you know, it, you can only go so high, so so fast and so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to hit a temporary adjustment, but I think it'll flatten out and then business is normal. So this year is about just maintenance and you know, getting more clients, obviously getting more inventory, but we're, we're nursing it just going with the times as, as it goes. Yeah. And then next year we'll start to expand again. We're, we just expanded, we built an auto spa. Um, mm. So we're bringing all our, you know, wrapping and tint and all that stuff in house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're supporting a lot of local businesses, but at, at this point we're just so busy that honestly it just, I need it done fast. So we have to have it, if we can't do it ourselves, it's not open to many of the public, but we, we will do it for our customers. Yeah. It's interesting. Chris and I were talking about this last night, and I think it was our ignorance. We thought a lot of these were painted. I was actually just going to ask about this one. Is this we paint didn't realize or a lot of these are wrapped <laughs> when they do a, you know, the upgrades. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. I thought it was. So you, yeah. you could take any car you want, uh, and I'll make it any color you want. That Yeah, that's impressive. Right. Yeah. So we do. We have a full service department that does mm-hmm. all customization as well as just normal service for any car. It doesn't matter what you have. You could have anything. Okay. Um, and 
then we could also do custom upgrades. So a person that's buying some of these things, they want to set it up, you know, like you might want an exhaust or wheels or you might want to lower it, mm-hmm. or, you know, then you want to wrap it different color and you want to tint the windows and by the time it's done, it's all set up. Yeah. Right. So we do all that. That's excellent. So one stop shop. shop. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. That's excellent. What else is this on uh, your mind that you would want to share? Anything that we forgot to ask you that, uh, that you want to no, let, let the, let the listeners ask know? away. I mean, I think to be honest, on my mind is if we're if we're reaching out to business owners, you know, yeah. just ref- we love referrals and yeah. uh, you know we refer a lot of people all all over the place, and so we love them back. You know? Yeah, that's it. Well, so, man, Nick is yeah, an absolute pleasure, pleasure. Man, to sit down with you. And, and seriously, we appreciate you, you know, inviting us here and being able to show off. Of course, you know, yeah. the uh, the whole showroom uh, is excellent, and uh, we support you, man. Yeah, and, uh, appreciate that. Appreciate your time, man. Thank you for having me yeah. on here, and I'll, and I'll answer your question now. The one oh yeah, thing, excellent. Yeah. The one thing I wish I knew. What was it? One thing I knew. So the uh, what is the one thing you, that you know now that you wish you knew when you were just starting your business? I wish I knew that there was always room to grow. I wasn't, you know, as an individual, as a younger person, mm-hmm. you always think there's a ceiling and you can't get yeah. ahead of that ceiling and you yeah. can't break through. And how do you break through? And mm-hmm. these all these, you know, these self, you know, we're, we're our own enemies at some self restrictions right? a lot of so times. So you yep. hold yourself back. But I wish I knew that, you know, as long as I just believe in the process mm-hmm. go ahead because i would have saved myself a lot of stress yeah. <laughs> a yeah. lot of time yeah but you know i'm glad i know that now yeah but you know so i tell the younger listener that hey you know if you if you can dream it and believe it you tend well better believe you can do yeah. it yeah that's awesome man yeah well, pay attention that. to nick man he's he's dropped a lot of gems in this podcast and and happy belated too man. Thank happy you, man. Belated appreciate that too, yeah man. so yeah I'm, don't so see I'm, how old i am though yeah, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that off of there man so but no we seriously appreciate you man you can check us oh, out at the, the vegascircle.com and shout out to, to sunny d man for, for connecting us man we so, should do this again uh, soon 100 percent, man yeah. appreciate Fantastic. you man yeah, thanks, thanks a lot good stuff that was awesome man that was good that was good